Welcome to Hope Found. This is a podcast about doing life with God. I found hope in the one and only true God through my salvation in Jesus. And I want to share my journey with God via the scriptures and personal interactions. Many of the podcasts will have a study of scriptures and others will contain interviews with other people and their stories finding hope in God. Hi, and welcome back to Hope Found. Um, I would like to introduce you to my husband, who he's usually with us. Yes, yes, usually I am. <laughs> and today we have a special guest. Um, John's mom, my mother-in-law, like to call her mom, and many others call her Eileen. So welcome, Eileen. Well, it's good to be here. <laughs> Isn't this exciting that we took the podcast on the road? It is. Now, you know, the sky's the limit now, so you just right. never know. Right. We might be coming to your house next, so right. just be careful. You never know. You never know. So um, we do Bible study together, uh, Eileen and I, with a couple other ladies. And actually, she's the one who leads it. And um, she has opened up the scriptures in some beautiful ways. And um, so I'm just really excited for today and sharing this time with her. And um, so let's just start off with... Um, you know, thinking about the topic that we're going to talk about today. Um, I love sleep. Mm, me too. I mean, who doesn't love a good sleep? How about you, mom? You like yes. Sleep? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially during these cooler months. I can't say cold, but these cooler couple of weeks we have here. Uh, it's just nice. You can actually add another blanket and you need it. And so it's super cozy. And so I, I love sleep. I love to sleep in on Saturdays and because um, most of the week I have to wake up pretty early. Um, anything? Yeah, just... I, I like sleep too. Yeah. I think we've established that. <laughs> and I like blankets. So, I mean, they're all, they're all good things. But yes, nice. sleep is a very good thing. Yes. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about rest. So not specifically sleep, but sleep is definitely a part of rest. So um, there are three different aspects of rest that I'm going to be sharing today. And Eileen has come to talk about another aspect of rest too. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, concerning all the different aspects of rest, there is three steps in order to enter that rest that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to be reading from Hebrews 4, but first I want to go through um, just a little bit of brief history of the Israelites. So the Israelites were slaves in Egypt for a long time, and then they were delivered from Egypt, and God told them that he was going to give them the promised land. Entering this promised land was going to be a rest for his people. In Joshua 1.13, it says, the Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. God tells Moses to send 12 spies into the land to check it out, just to see um, what's over there and what they would be facing because God's telling them he's going to give them this land. Well, when they come back, we have two of them that are super encouraged. They are ready to take it over. They're like, we can do this. God's got us. This is going to be amazing. It's a land that is full of amazing things and it's rich and it's lush and they're super excited. But then we have 10 of those 12 that come back already feeling defeated. 
they didn't even try yet. And it was simply because the people just seemed so large and they just were looking with their eyes only and not believing what God had told them. And so they came back and they basically polluted Israel with their unbelief. And so this generation decided to believe the 10 spies uh, with their unbelief. Um, and so a whole generation had to die wandering in the jet in the desert before they could enter the land that God had promised them. So, which was this place of rest, like we just read earlier in Joshua. So the Israelites could not enter the, that rest because they didn't believe. So let's start reading uh, Hebrews 4, 1 and 2. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. I like the New King James that says towards the end there, um, it says the good news was not mixed with faith in those who heard it. So they heard the good news of the promise of the rest, but they didn't believe. It was not mixed with their faith, which means they didn't, they didn't enter it. I mean, that, that's really what it came down to. They didn't believe. But the promise of rest is still available to us. We just need to believe. Believe. Truth is truth, but it is not made real to us until we mix it with faith or belief. It's not made real to us. Truth is truth. People can say, I don't believe in God. That doesn't mean that it's not truth. God is real. That is truth. But it's not made real to them until they mix that truth with their faith. So let's read Hebrews 4.3. Now we who have believed entered that rest, just as God has said. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. So it mentions his anger and how they didn't enter his rest because they didn't believe. So it's flip-flop. So we believe, so we get to enter that rest. The promise of rest has always been available. We just must believe. And that's the first step to entering the promise of rest is believing. It's very important that we believe that that rest exists and that we can enter it via God in his promise. Okay, so now we're going to read Hebrews 4, 4 through 9. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again, in the passage above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest. And since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, 
do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. There is a lot to unpack in these verses. <laughs> it says a whole lot. Um, Hebrews can be a little bit uh, challenging at times with uh, the author. We're not exactly sure who the author is, but he definitely liked his words. Maybe that's why we don't know. <laughs> Maybe. He wanted to be anonymous. Yes. <laughs> this might be hard for you to understand. So He didn't want to be accused of anything. So, But yes, uh, it has a lot of amazing nuggets in it, but it does take a little bit of unpacking. So the first step is belief. The first aspect of rest that I want to talk about is the Sabbath rest, which is mentioned specifically in these verses. It's the fourth commandment that was given to Moses by God. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Somewhere along the way, this changed. Um, somewhere along the way, they decided to add a whole bunch of rules to it. Don't do all these things. And then that's what it means to be keeping the Sabbath instead of do these things. It just became about a whole bunch of don'ts. Um, and you know, I don't believe that that's what God meant it for. He meant it for us. The Sabbath rest is for us as people, because we definitely need to take time for rest. God knows us and he knows we need to rest. We need to be purposeful in taking the time off from doing. Not that we need to listen to a bunch of rules of don't, don't, don't. We just need to take time for not doing things. Right, because how restful is it to have to be thinking about what you can't do? It seems like it would create more anxiety than just being able to rest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's it's like, oh, man, okay, I can't do that. Um, well, I mean, just for example, when I had visited in Israel, they have an elevator that literally stops on every floor because that way you don't have to push the button because that would be considered work. So you can't do that on the Sabbath. You can't push the button. And so it just stopped on every floor. So on the Sabbath, that's the elevator that you rode. See, that would be the worst elevator to ever be on. <laughs> that's right. It's like the kid who just runs his hand on all the all the buttons and just like lights them all up. You have yeah. to stop on every single floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so John, what what do you think about like with rest? Like what do you do for rest? Well, I should rest more. Um, but I mean, uh, I think that for me, rest is really just, it truly is doing nothing. Mm. It's finding the ability to do nothing. Um, it, I usually, that's hard to do with when life gets in the way because you're doing other things. Um, I rest well when I'm on vacation. Yes. You know, when I, I'm away from life because then it's, you're, it's almost like you're, uh, you don't have a choice but to rest. Mm. So it's easy to rest on a cruise ship, you know, things like that. Uh, That's if you plan a vacation for when you have rest. I know people who plan vacations and it's one thing after the other, after right, the other, after right. the other. Okay. So my kind of vacation, your kind of vacation, not the kind of vacation maybe some other people have. Right. Right. Absolutely. Mom, what's your favorite way to rest? Um, usually it's to be able to just sit down and read a book <laughs> um, or sit down and crochet. 
and not have to think about other things. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing that kind of, just let your mind relax. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Not, not to have to worry about what needs to be done. What needs to be done next? What mm-hmm. do I, you know? Yeah, that's true. Cause we can get caught up in that with our lists that we have every day of just go, 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 mm-hmm. try to get it all done. We always make the list longer than the day is long, right? <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so hard. That's why we have to be purposeful. I mean, it's, it kind of sounds silly maybe, but we have to be purposeful with taking that time to rest because it doesn't come naturally because life just seems to be so go, go, go all the time. I know that there are activities that people like to do for relaxation or fun, but are they really restful? I think sometimes people, they, they like to do things um, like pickleball, <laughs> something like that, but is it really rest? It doesn't, might be. Doesn't sound like rest to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I know our our oldest son. He really enjoys playing pickleball, and it's something that he likes to do, and he purpose he purposes to do it. Um, but it's not true rest. It's it's a it's a fun thing, but it's not necessarily rest. Um, practicing being in a quiet place is an art that I think that we're losing. Just practice being quiet. If you think about it at any specific time, there's always something going on many times. We have media, we have schedules, we have kids and sports and work. Um, even, you know, like those downtimes when you're sitting at the restaurant waiting for your food, when you're waiting in a waiting room and uh, lunch break, you have your phone in the bathroom. <laughs> everywhere waiting in line at the bank i mean any place waiting in line in the drive through you have your phone so there's there's always something that seems to have your attention some kind of media some kind of entertainment sometimes so it's just it, you're almost you're bombarded but we're just accustomed to that i mean i think anymore there's a comedian that sometimes comes up on my uh the tiktok feed that you know, he's like, well, I saw this guy and he's waiting in line. He didn't have his phone. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Where's your phone? Because you know? right, that's not normal. Right. It's not normal anymore to not have a phone in your hand if you're not doing anything else. And I think that. But by saying it's not normal doesn't mean it's good. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's just because everybody always has their phone all the time. So any kind of space of time, you're on your phone. You pick it up, you know. And you're staring at it and you're looking at whatever, whether you're looking up news or Facebook or whatever. So I think that we definitely need to purpose to have that restful time. We need to take that rest. Put your phone down. <laughs> like, you know, get away from all the stuff. Um, it, it, it just, I think we're losing it. I think that people just don't, even it like stoplights. You look, people pick up their phone. It's like, you're at a stoplight. It's going to last literally all of like 30 seconds. <laughs> like, just pay attention to the light. That way the person behind you doesn't have to beep at you whenever you don't, don't go. go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I want to suggest that resting is something I believe some people might have a hard time doing. They choose activities over being quiet or calm 
in, in any particular time. It could be possibly that they don't want to be alone with their thoughts. I think that sometimes whenever they are quiet, that all of a sudden the emotions that they've been pushing down might come to face them. And that's something that they don't want to do. And I mean, I personally, I, I might have been there sometimes in my life, possibly, but I don't, I don't feel like I'm there now. I don't feel like any of us here participating right now are in that place, but I know of people who really cannot stop. And, and I think that that is a very good possibility is because whenever they do stop at any point, it's like they start to think, they think about the stuff that bothers them, their emotions that, you know, they kind of just try to suppress by, oh, I'm just going to do this fun thing. And that way I don't have to think about this. I can just push it down. I don't have to face those relational issues that we have going on because we're not, we don't have time to talk about it. So if we don't have time to talk about it, then we can just ignore them. We'll just stay busy. And it's just a really, really unhealthy place to be. Mm -hmm. So I think that that could definitely be a reason why people don't choose to rest. Me personally, I, I love to do that, but it does take some training. It takes practice. It takes being purposeful. Well, that's why some people make the joke. I can rest when I'm dead, Yeah, you know, because they want to like feel like they need to live every moment of their life. But the reality is that if you keep pushing yourself, you're going to get, you're going to get there quicker. To yeah. The death part. Yeah, absolutely. And, and possibly even faster. Yeah. And um, in a worse shape, right? <laughs> because it's just not just not healthy. We're we were created for rest. God knows how much we need rest. Taking time to rest physically is crucial. I want to encourage you to be purposeful, to be quiet, and to have quiet downtime. It's really important for you to do that. Remember the Sabbath. It is important to take that time to rest and. Um, remember that keeping the Sabbath holy is a commandment. Right. And uh, that requires obedience. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So we have to believe, we have to believe that there is a rest for us, and then we have to be obedient. That is how we can enter the rest. So the first step is believing. The second step is obedience. So the Sabbath uh, rest is a commandment. I said before, it's the fourth commandment, and so it definitely requires obedience. We need to believe and obey. Hebrews 4, 7. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. If we hear God's voice, we need to obey. When we don't obey, we harden our hearts. When the first generation of the Israelites in the wilderness hardened their hearts, they missed the promise. They didn't enter the rest. I, I've heard that many times before. God's brought, because it's several different times in scriptures, that if you, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. And he's brought me back to that verse, I don't know how many times, just that same phrase in many different parts of scripture. And it is so important. And I've, I've heard it preached before, you know, if, if you hear his voice and you don't listen, then eventually it'll kind of fade away and you won't hear it, which can definitely be a possibility. I haven't experienced that personally, even though I have to admit there has been times 
that I didn't listen. I think we all probably have been there before. But I think when we don't believe, even if we hear his voice, but we choose to not believe, that's when our hearts are hardened. We're choosing to believe the enemy. We're choosing to believe the lie. And believing the lie over the truth is what hardens us. So we have to look at, I mean, we're going to believe something, right? We're going to, so if we're not going to believe what God's saying, we're going to believe the opposite. We're going to believe the lie. So believing the lie is what leads us to a hardened heart. So it's, it's so important, <laughs> not, just, not just to enter the rest, yes, but it is so important to be obedient. We have to believe that God has it for us. This, this rest is possible, um, but being obedient to what he's calling us to do is absolutely, um, it's, it's a must. It really is. It's a must. The second aspect of rest uh, is eternal rest. When we choose to believe that Jesus died and rose again, and we choose to live for him the rest of our lives, we get to spend eternity with God. That's awesome, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We choose to believe in Jesus and what he did for us, and we choose to obey him by following him and doing what he says. Which leads me to step three, enjoy. Now we get to enjoy it. We believe that rest, we obey him, and then we get to enjoy it. This is a good thing. Rest is a really good thing. This is not something that is, it might be a little bit, we have to be purposeful to get there, but rest is a really good thing. And so the third step is we get to enjoy it. We believe in Jesus, we obey his ways, and then we get to enjoy spending eternity with him, spending forever so when you think about eternity, John, what does that make you think of? Eternity with God. Let me be more specific. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, eternity with God is, I guess, the the thoughts the, or the pictures that I have in my head is like it's always daytime. I don't know why I think that. Because yeah. um, he's light. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that it's um, a peaceful existence. I think that it's a... Um, a joyous mm -hmm. place to be. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard to come up with words to try to describe it because <laughs> it's like, I think probably all the things that we could ever say or think about probably we're still missing something because we probably don't have words to actually describe it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think about the, the word and the different ways that it's described in the word. I think I, I was just talking to somebody just on Friday night about this and um, I was telling them, I believe that we're going to see colors that we've never seen before in heaven. I believe that we are going to, to hear music that we've never heard before. Just like, just like the best, most amazing, just amazing. So what do you think about mom? Whenever you think about that? I, excuse me. I think about, I think a lot about color. Mm -hmm. I think color is just going to be, off the charts it's going to be beautiful yeah um i think there's there's going to be um just a, a gentleness and a a flow 
mm-hmm. you know, a flow of life. So you're never in a hurry. Mm-hmm. You're, but you're doing what you need to do, and it's always getting done. Um, there are there are no distractions that would keep you from following God. That His presence is always there. We get sometimes in this life a sense of His presence, a taste of His presence when. The Holy Spirit shows up in a in a service or something, but to to live in that existence continually and right. constantly, um, like John said, just a joy, mm. a joy that goes with that life. Wow, I like that. That's a beautiful picture. Absolutely, yeah. that's man. Whew. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into the third aspect. Um, that's the one I really would like to focus on today. And the third aspect of rest is internal rest. This rest does not depend on our circumstances. It's opposite of constant anxiety or fear. We have the peace that God gives us, but the rest is the internal state of being, choosing to rest in that peace. So, We can get peace from God, but then there's a rest that helps us to rest in that peace. So the peace exists because if we're walking with the spirit, we get, you know, the fruits of the spirit and all of those things, but it's, it's not, it's very close to rest, but it's not the same thing. This rest, this internal rest is being intentional in resting in that peace. And uh, like I said, it's internal So let's just go ahead and look at Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So if you've been in church for any period of time, you've probably heard these verses. Um, people can tend to be anxious. They can be nervous. They can be caught up in life and be in a rough place. And so these are verses that people will pull out. They are, um, great verses. They're fantastic verses. Um, but they're not just for pulling out when you have a hard time. Much of the Bible, like much of the Bible, this, these are verses that need to be a lifestyle, Um, They're not just for, oh, I'm having a hard day. I need to go read those verses. They just minister to me so much. It's not that. This is a constant, a constant thing. And these are life verses. We all need to live by these verses. It's a continual thing. Now, listen, if you slip away and you start to, then absolutely run to them. But try to make it more of a consistent thing in your life. So let's just walk through these verses. Do not be anxious is a command which requires obedience. But then, thankfully, the rest of the verses kind of give you the means as to how to get there. So how do we obey this? Every situation. That equals all the time. (laughs) Every situation. It's not hard situations. It's not when you're feeling down and bad. It's every situation all the time. And the word prayer in here, it says in everything by prayer, prayer can also be translated as worship. So 
It is prayer. It is a uh, relentless prayer, but it's also worship. So it's conversation with God. It's relationship with him. It's the, it's the worshiping him and communing with him. It's, it's, it's more than just, okay, God, this is my problem, which it is part of that, that absolutely. But it is more than that. I believe that the word prayer here is speaking to our relationship with him. It's the worship. It's the conversation. Um, it's, it's all the above. And in the, um, the New International Version, uh, let's see, the, I read the New King James Version, which says supplication, but the NIV Version says petition. So I kind of like that word a little bit better. I think it's probably more what most people would understand, which would be a list of needs. It's you're petitioning him. So uh, with Thanksgiving, I really like this part because if we read through it, (laughs) prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, it's not prayer, petition, and Thanksgiving. I think sometimes people think that it's a list, but it's not. It's prayer petition with thanksgiving. So we're praying, we're worshiping, we're having a conversation with him, and we're bringing our needs to him, and it's all mixed with thanksgiving. It's all like mixed in a big pot. We're doing both of them, but it's we're doing both of them with thanksgiving. It's mixed with thanksgiving. I think that makes a huge difference when it comes to to when we're viewing these verses. So then we present our requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart, your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So the word guard here, I just feel like our English words are just not enough. <laughs> like the, the Hebrew and Greek words in the Bible just have so much more depth and meaning. Uh, the word guard here is to watch in advance. So it's keeping an eye out ahead of time or to mount guard or to post spies at the gate. So this guard is, it's first of all, it's in advance. It's ahead of time. It's, it's keeping an eye out. This isn't a, uh, it's not a reaction. This is a being proactive So this word guard is being proactive. It's watching on the wall. It's like the spies that are sitting on the wall at the gate. They're keeping an eye out, which I think is really cool. And then it says through Jesus Christ is how it ends that verse. And the word through is actually translated as a fixed position in place, time, or state, a relation of rest. So I think that that's really cool too, because the word through is, yes, we, we do all of these things through Christ Jesus. Like we are saved, we are holy, we are all of these things through Christ Jesus. But the fact that it actually says it's a fixed place in a re- in, it's in a relation of rest, like that just speaks so much more to me. So this, I know this was a whole lot. This was a whole lot of like definitions and everything. So what I did, which this is, I don't know, I call it Hope's version, whatever. I just kind of like plugged in the different meanings and I don't believe that I changed. I believe that I kind of tried to enrich it. So, um, so I'm just going to go ahead and read through it. Be anxious for nothing, 
but in everything, all the time, by prayer, worship, and petition, mixed with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which is above all human understanding, will guard like a spy on a wall and protect your hearts and minds in a place of rest in Christ Jesus. Hmm. What do you think? I think you're trying to get ready to do the, your own version of the Bible. <laughs> well. Not in a bad way. Not. <laughs> not in a bad way. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot out there, but <laughs> I do like to take the verses and kind of do that with them because it, it makes it more rich to me, too. And yeah. that's I do like to read a multiple different versions, too, because I think that that helps, too. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to read through it one more time. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, all the time, by prayer, worship, and petition, mixed with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which is above all human understanding, will guard like a spy on the wall, protecting your hearts and minds in a place of rest in Christ Jesus. We have to believe that this place of rest is possible. And with God, or sorry, it's possible with God, and obey what he is telling us to do. Then we get a chance to enjoy it. So, no matter what is going on around you, it's important to have, to participate in this internal rest. It's important to have it. Because, I mean, you might, have you might have had a really difficult situation you might have lost somebody you might have lost your job maybe their finances are rough maybe your relationships are just really hard right now and so it might be hard to feel like you can enjoy but even if you can't enjoy it necessarily you can find an internal relief when you choose to rest in him, in this peace. And listen, these are only a few verses. <laughs> There's so much more of the Bible that you can use and obey and all of that to get to these amazing places in God that provides this. I mean, this is just a couple of verses out of so many that we can pull from. I just felt like that was what we were uh, supposed to look at today. So, um, so let's see. We discussed the three different aspects, the Sabbath rest, the uh, eternal rest, the internal rest, and the three different steps, which is believe and obey and enjoy. So uh, mom, or Eileen, has yet another aspect of rest, which um, is pretty cool because we just studied Hebrews not that long ago. And um, and she had mentioned it. And I was like, wow, I never thought about that. And so um, I was thinking about her when I was preparing for this. And I said, you know what, I'm going to see if she's if she's brave enough to come on and and to share that with us. And um, I just I'm really looking forward to this because I know that God has just poured into her. And so go ahead, mom, take it away. Okay. Um, we were, we were studying Hebrews and, um, going through Hebrews chapter four, which Hope has been talking about here and, um, Hebrews four, nine and 10 says, so then 
there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has been has also rested from his own works as God has rested from his. And um, I realize that when we enter God's rest, we ha- there's this idea that, okay, I'm going to stop doing the work that I want to do, and I'm going to do the work that I think God wants me to do. Mm. And so we're still trying to do work. And... Um, and we see our work as, well, I have a call to ministry or I think God is calling me to go to go here or to do this or to do that. And um, I realize that what, what the writer of Hebrews is really saying is we stop working. We just stop working mm. so that God can work through us. Mm. That it's not our work at all; it's what God wants to do through us, and um, that we are resting from our own work so God can work through us. Um, and of course, for me, it's like, okay, Eileen, if if this is right, then I've got to be able to find support for it somewhere else in Scripture. Right. So the first the first thing that automatically comes into my mind is when um, in Matthew 11, where Jesus is talking and he says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy rate, heavy laden. And I will give my rest. I will give you rest. Um, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm. Um, and this incredible picture of, of being yoked together with Jesus really struck me. Um, because when you've got a yoke on you, you're working. (laughs) And if Jesus is going to give me rest by taking that yoke, how does, how does that work? And how does that fit? And, um, and I, so I had to look some things up about work animals that get yoked together. Mm -hmm. And we will talk, I will talk about oxen for a minute. Um, Mm -hmm. Oxen has two oxes. <laughs> um, and we we don't we we don't connect with that real much in our world today because people who are farmers use tractors. <laughs> yeah. Um and and a lot of us don't really connect with farming at all, so it's just very foreign. But um when a farmer is is farming and he's using he's using two work animals together to get mm-hmm. the work done, um, they have to work together. They have to work as a team. So a farmer never puts two animals together who have never worked before. Hmm. There is, he has an animal that is trained, that that knows how to be obedient, that knows how to follow him. And then he yokes together a young animal that needs to learn the way. and um, And that young animal by being yoked together with that experienced animal learns to just follow the farmer and do what's required. Um, when we're yoked together with Jesus, we are yoked with a person who knows how to do it, mm, who knows sure. how to hear God, who knows how to follow God, because that's what Jesus came to earth to do. He came to earth um, to show us how it's done. And so when he tells us to, 
to yoke ourselves together with him. He's saying, follow me and just let me show you how to do it. And, um, and in following Jesus and becoming like him, we learn to be obedient to the father. We learn to follow in that path because God's yoke is easy. He's telling us what to do. He's working through us. He's showing us the way. And, um, and so we, we, we learn and we just, we don't have to work hard for ourselves. We just have to be obedient. Yes. And God does the rest. Yep. It's just being where he wants us to be. And, um, and there's a place in Corinthians where Paul tells us not to be yoked together with unbelievers. And, and that's because if you're going to be yoked, yoked together with Jesus, you've got to be following God. And if you're yoked together with an unbeliever, he wants to go a different way and you can't go two ways at once. Right. Yeah, that's good. That just, that was just really cool to me. Okay. So if I want to rest, the best way to rest is to be yoked together with Jesus because he's going to show me how to do it. So I rest from my own work and God works through me. Right. Okay. Um, and, and that was pretty cool for me to realize that. Um, and then I went, I thought of some verses in Galatians because after we studied Hebrews, we studied Galatians <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Paul is telling the people that we need to walk in the spirit. And if we're going to walk in the spirit, we need to keep in step with the spirit. Mm. And, and those two oxen have to keep in step with each other. And that's what that young one is learning how to keep in step. Yes. And, um, you, you can't keep in step unless you can hear, unless you can hear the, the driver's commands. And we need to learn to hear the voice of God to keep in step. And we walk with Jesus. We walk with the spirit because in Romans, it tells us that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus and the spirit of God. Yes. Um, but then I'm saying, okay, God, um, I'm supposed to stop working so you can work through me. And yet there are places in the Bible where it tells us there are works for us to do. In Ephesians chapter two, it tells us that there are works. God created us to with works for us to do. That was his plan. So if I'm not supposed to work, what are the works that I'm supposed to do? And how do I, how do I put this together? How do mm -hmm. I, how do I make this work? And, um, and, and the truth is when Jesus gives commands, he's, he's all the time telling us the work we're supposed to do is to love each other mm. and to love others. And, and we know those, we know, love one another and we know, love your neighbor as yourself. And there's even a place in Matthew five forty four where he says, love your enemies. Mm. This is Jesus command to us. He tells his disciples, they're going to know they're going to know you're my disciples because you love. Yeah. And um, the only thing God wants us to do, the work we have to do is to love. So when we feel called to a place or to a job or to, to some position, it's not because God's calling us to work. Mm. It's because he's putting in a place where we can love. He, he's putting in a place where there are people around us who need to know his love and our job is to love them. And we don't think about that, do we? No, we, we never think about most that. of the time. Yeah, not most of the time. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take us one step further back to that verse in Hebrews, because I, I am the person who always wants to know why. 
(laughs) (laughs) And most of the time, God doesn't think I need to know why. And that's okay if I don't know why. But as I was, as I was going through these verses and I was looking at this, I'm coming back to, okay, I need to stop my work just like God stopped his work on the seventh day. And why did God, so why do I stop my work so God can work through me? And that's to love others. So why did God stop on the seventh day? Because he had been creating and creating and creating for six days. He gets to the end of the sixth day, he's created man, and then he stops creating. Because after that, his whole focus is on loving people and building relationship with people and helping them to build relationship with him. And it's all about love. Wow. I never thought about that before because, I mean, typically growing up, we we come to that place where God rested Mm -hmm. and then they talk about the Sabbath and we need to rest, which is all true. Yes. But we never really looked further than that. Like we never look forward to uh, past the it was his example, which, Mm -hmm. yes, it was. But you asked why. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, and and I I love that. I mean, go ahead. So, you know. Um, historically, God rested on the seventh day. So every seventh day we rest. And that has practical, practical, um, I'm, I'm looking for a word here. It's a practical way for us to live. Right. It's good for us to rest and to take Mm -hmm. that seventh day and to just rest. Mm -hmm. Um, but in Hebrews, he's clearly calling us into something that's deeper than every seventh day. Mm. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. Mm -hmm. And for God, it was also a way of life. He wasn't creating things anymore. He was focused on the people that he created and helping us to build relationship with him. He loves us and he wants us to love him back and he wants us to love others. There are so many pictures in scripture of a body together, of a building, stones together. Mm -hmm. Um, He wants us to, he wants us to live in relationship and we can't do that without loving and we can't love without God. That's true. That's so true. I mean, he loved us first. Yes. Yeah. So we, we can't, we can't love without him Mm -hmm. for sure. Wow. I love that. That's, that's beautiful. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited that it sounds like I can rest more frequently than every sixth, seventh day. (laughs) That's what I hear my mother saying. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you need to honor your mother and absolutely. your father. Because that's one of those commandments, too. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, you know, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but now that we're kind of talking about the Sabbath rest again, um, it, it I know that it shows that a picture of that. And I just wanted to encourage people. You might not be able to do that. If you are a full-time mom and you have mm-hmm. little kids, you know, you, you might not have that whole day to rest, but it, but you need to find a friend, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or step out and have some coffee, you know, dad or yes. another family member can take care of the kids. And, and you just have to, even if it's not a day, even if it's not a half a day, you've got to take some of that time just somewhere just to keep your sanity. I can remember when, um, it would be on in the summers with our four kids and they were quite a bit younger. And, um, every single afternoon, every afternoon, I don't care if you sleep. I don't care if you're reading, I, whatever you're going to be in your bed and you're going to be quiet 
And I would literally tell them it's for my sanity. (laughs) I'm going to go have my quiet time right now while you guys are quiet. And we're going to practice this quiet time because we need it. And I really need it. (laughs) So um, I can remember, but you have to be that purposeful, you know, and it was possible. All four of them, they, you know. Even I, I didn't even care. Just don't, make sure you're not bleeding. Just be quiet. <laughs> you know, um, but it, it is important. Whatever phase of life you're in, to take that time to rest. And um, if if you do have that chaos or that emotion that happens to come up, God will absolutely help you with it. You know, um, if you don't have that connection, find a local church. Uh, reach out. There are people who want to help you and want to help you through it. And, um, and God absolutely wants to minister to you so that you can have that, that, that quiet. Cause I think maybe that's why whenever they stop, it's really not quiet. <laughs> There's too much stuff going on and they don't want to face that. So I just want to encourage you in that. And so, you know, thanks for joining us today and just please, there's so many different ways to rest and God is number one as far as providing that. So make sure that you believe that there is a rest for you, uh, many different aspects, actually. Um, and we just need to obey what he says, and then we get to enjoy it. So any last thoughts, hon? No, I, not not really. Are you looking forward to resting? I am looking forward to resting. Okay, good. Uh, shortly after we're done here. <laughs> I'm going to go rest. <laughs> you know, when people hear these, they, they don't, I mean, we record them, so yeah. uh, they have no idea of the context. So it's it's getting close. It's getting close for me to go rest. Yes, yes. Oh, and and can I just put in the caveat that yeah. we're, it's in the, we're in the middle of a rainstorm right now. Yes. So if the audio sounds a little different today, you'll know why. It's because God's adding his two cents. Exactly. There you go, guys. There's a little thunder outside, a little rain, so. It's perfect sleepy weather. See, it's it's all it's see that's amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. He was helping us paint the picture right there. Yes, yes he was. Time for some rest. He's awesome. How about He's you, awesome. Mom? You got anything else? No, I I'm just just loving Jesus right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good. It's just good to remember that um we don't have to feel guilty about resting. Mm, that's true. Don't feel guilty about resting. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Cuz people do. Yes. Yeah. Because, yes. oh, I can get so much done. Uh-huh. You know, they get their kids to bed at nap time. And instead of actually taking time to rest, they, oh, I can do the laundry. I can do this. I mean, I did that. I, I know because it's convenient, but right. then you got to find that rest time other times. <laughs> Just make sure you do it. Yeah. Yep. Don't feel guilty. That's good. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Eileen, and sharing here. Yeah, and sharing your amazing insight to rest. Um, and so, guys, we just encourage you to find that time um, to rest because it's very important, physically, emotionally, spiritually, every way. And so, until next time, continue believing in the one and only true God, and we will see you then. Bye.